Good morning. It is the 21st of June. My name is Louise Summers and I am joined today by Asim Khadri. The big story last week was the US Federal Reserve's meeting and press conference on Wednesday. Could you give us a roundup of what was said, Asim? Hi, Louise. Uh, yeah, that's right. So the, clearly the main story of last week uh, was the Federal Reserve's press conference. And there were two main aspects to what they announced. Their outlet for the US economy as it recovers from COVID and then what this means for US monetary policy moving forward. So firstly, in terms of the economic picture, Jay Powell, the governor of the Fed, gave a far more optimistic view of the US recovery than he had previously. The progress made on COVID vaccinations and easing in lockdown measures has enhanced optimism. And in particular, there was a really bullish turn on the, on the labour market, with job creation expected to be high and unemployment low. Coupled with this is the increasing expectation that any higher than expected inflation will prove to be transitory or temporary. So with this in mind, the Fed's estimate now forecasts GDP growth of 7% this year compared to 6.5% in March. However, the main upshot of the press conference was that the more optimistic view of America's economic rebound has laid the ground for a shift to tighter monetary policy following a period of exceptional loose policy to deal with the economic impact of the pandemic. So consensus now is that interest rates will start to rise in 2023, which is a year earlier than previously forecast, and at least two rate rises are expected in 2023, so a considerably more hawkish projection than expected. As well as rates now expected to rise earlier and faster, the Fed also signalled that it will start to discuss when it will taper its $120 billion a month bond purchase programme. So both of these represent a pivot from the Fed and an acknowledgement that the central bankers are starting to believe that the transition to a full recovery and tighter monetary policy will be sooner than previously anticipated. So clearly this potential transition from really loose monetary policy to tighter policy will have ramifications in the immediate term for markets, as we saw last week, but also moving forward. Thanks, Asim. That's a really interesting update. Now we know that stocks and bonds tend to be very receptive to the words of the Fed, especially when it comes to stimulus and interest rates. How did they react to this shift in the Fed's tone? Yeah, so if we think about markets more broadly this year, I guess the most prevalent theme has been the reflation trade. So the emergence of COVID vaccines late last year instigated a rotation into those securities that would in theory benefit most from economies emerging from lockdowns and from faster inflation, which was expected due to the combination of you know, the rapid economic recovery and also exceptionally loose monetary and fiscal policy. So therefore, on the equity side, if we think about this year more broadly, more cyclical or economically sensitive areas of the market, as well as small caps, have done well after languishing during the growth-led market we experienced last year in particular. And there's been really a clear distinction between so-called COVID winners, uh, i.e. kind of growth and more specifically technology and healthcare companies, and COVID losers, i.e. those economically sensitive areas like energy, industrials and financials. However, last week, the unexpected change in stance from the Fed, you know, as well as kind of more broadly increased expectations that price rises may prove transitory, have really knocked back these reflation plays and turned that trade on its head. So last week saw investors return to growth stocks, whilst value stocks, so i.e. companies that are more economically sensitive to economic growth and are often cheaper, sold off. So the MSCI Global Value Index was off 1.2% just on Thursday. And then small caps, which I mentioned, have had a strong year thus far, also suffered with the Russell 2000 index of smaller US companies down 1.1% on Thursday, which was its biggest one day decline over a month. 
But on the other hand, other assets benefited. So with growth stocks, in particular large tech stocks, the so-called COVID winners last year, holding up pretty well on the back of this unwinding the reflation trades, whilst also highly rated corporate bonds also benefited, with the premium between corporate debt and US treasuries falling to its lowest level in more than a decade. So yeah, so all in all, the market reaction was a rotation away from reflation plays and then back to growth on the expectations that the Fed will keep inflation in check if we do see higher than expected inflation. Thanks, Asim. Quite a significant change then. It was interesting to see some bigger moves from the US dollar and gold markets too. Were these related to the Fed's comments? Yeah, absolutely. So the US dollar and gold had pretty contrasting weeks, which is understandable given they often move inversely to each other. So the US dollar index um, experienced its largest one-week rally since March 2020, and there was also significant US dollar strength across the board of major currency pairs. Whilst gold was down almost 6%, a quite remarkable uh, you know, one-week fall, and that was its worst week in uh, comfortably over a year. So if we think about the dollar first, the dollar's uh, barely moved really over recent weeks, and traders have been waiting on any clues with regards to the Fed's interest rate plans. But the move upwards last week was pretty sharp, you know, with the expectation that US interest rates would rise from their current low levels in 2023 as opposed to 2024, um, you know, understandably led to a pretty upwards aggressive move. Then, as mentioned, the hawkish turn from the Fed also resulted in gold selling off. So gold's performance this year has been really strong, and a key factor behind that has been the Fed's significant stimulus. So therefore, it wasn't really a surprise to see the decline in gold following the announcement from the Fed on the expected pace of its policy tightening. Thanks, Asim. And moving on from gold to the wider commodity space now, it appears that the rally since the start of 2021 has cooled off for certain assets. What has changed here? Yeah, so with regards to commodities, the picture is actually fairly uneven. So some markets have been falling, whilst others like crude oil are holding on to their gains amid strong demand fundamentals. So, you know, some of the markets that have clearly benefited over recent months from the economic reopening theme are seeing a pullback. So copper, for example, experiences worse week in more than a year. Whilst more broadly, kind of raw materials took a pretty big hit last week on the Fed signals for interest rate increases you know, and also the rising US dollar, which we spoke about. A strong US dollar makes these dollar-nominated raw materials more expensive uh, for holders of other currencies. As well as that, China's efforts to control inflation have also had an impact on commodity prices. So recently, China has said uh, it will release metals from state reserves in a timely manner in order to push prices back to a normal range and cool the surging quantities. So the Chinese government has been increasingly concerned about the commodity price rally, given the impact it's had on wider inflation. And this pledge um, to release reserves is the latest effort, really, by policymakers to dampen down quantity prices. On top of that, last month, Chinese policymakers warned of excessive speculation with regards to quantity markets. And there are also reports of Chinese state-owned enterprises um, being ordered to limit their exposure to overseas quantity markets. So I guess there are really a few factors at play over recent weeks that have kind of dampened that positive sentiment around commodities. And clearly what the Fed announced last week added to that. That's a really interesting move from China. Turning to the week ahead, is there anything we should look out for, Asim? Yeah, so it's a fairly busy week in terms of economic data. Um, So we have some flash PMI and inflation figures from the US. Also some PMI readings for Europe that will be important to keep an eye on. Also another busy week in terms of Fed communication. So we have a number of speaking engagements from various Fed officials. So I think it'll be interesting to hear if they provide any further guidance um, on the back of the economic and monetary policy outlook update they gave last week. Uh, But yeah, they're, they're the main areas to keep an eye on this week. Yeah, a lot to look out for. Thank you very much. 
Thanks, Louise. All right, thank you. Bye then.